0: This episode presented by Carolina Sports Studio.
1: welcome to the next iteration of Behind the Beer WNC. My name's Patrick Pohl. I'm joined by the Andersons, Mike and Lewis, and Carson Jones. Another great weekend of football unveiled. And it was quite exciting uh, to get out and watch some of the competition this weekend, as well as the college and pro spectaculars. I got the pleasure of watching the Giants basically collapse on Sunday night, Monday night football last night uh, to the Seattle Seahawks, giving up more than 10 sacks in the game that had to be. been Horrific for those folks. But on top of that, uh, a great weekend of football across all spectrums. And um, uh, gentlemen, what did you guys uh, get into this weekend?
2: I, I just, as much football as I could possibly consume was, was what I did. I um, Like you, I had fantasy. I'm in too many teams that I'd like to count. Um, I may have bet some NFL games. I may have bet some college football games. Where do you do that at? Um through <laughs> 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 uh yeah. So um but anyways, uh got some good Friday night lights in. So it was really just football for me. Uh, you saw
0: three high school football games. This right? is the yes, this is
2: the best time of the year. So double, I,
0: doubleheader on Friday double Doubleheader Friday.
2: on Friday night. So I started out at Asheville and Reynolds, uh, and then I saw what I needed I saw what I needed to see there, and then I headed over um, to North Buncombe and McDowell to watch the end of their game. And boy, we'll get into it. But, um, and then I also got a, you know, there was three of us at the table. Pat was at the, um, was at Lenore Ryan, uh, watching their game with his son. Um, the other three of us were at the Asheville school and Christ school game on Saturday. So beautiful weather. My face got sunburnt on the left side. Mm, Lewis, how did you deal with the sun? Uh, not real well. I'm a ginger. <laughs> uh, so I'm
3: still battling that. But if no one's ever been up to the Asheville School, very nice campus. Uh, good football environment, especially for that rivalry game. Beautiful. My wife compared it to like a, a
0: smaller college
3: game is with, with the atmosphere there. It was a very cool game to go to.
0: It was really cool that they let us sit up on the baseball field. I know Carson probably cringed when he drove into the outfield. But Mike texted me and said, hey, we're set up in the outfield. And I was like, this can't be
2: the of the baseball field. <laughs> <laughs> so I drove through and got through the gated security. It reminded me of Pat's house, but yes.
3: someone, one of the people in attendance said, I feel like I'm going to Pat's house. I had to show an ID <laughs> they, There's a gate. I, there I is think, a guard. I with think a gate that was
2: St. Ange, but, but yes, yeah, so we, uh, no parking in the outfield, but, um, shout out to Mike. He, ha- he hosted an absolute slam tailgate.
3: Yeah. And we're wow. sorry for the groundskeeper for all
2: the donuts we did in the parking lot. <laughs> That's not true. We did not <laughs> do any donuts. <laughs> But now, no, it was it was actually we did eat good though. Yeah, we ate good. Uh, beautiful weather, and it was packed. I mean, there was really, really a good turnout. And so. I got
0: to give it to them. You know, I said I was there what three weeks ago. They had three rows of bleachers. They did bring in some bigger bleachers, <laughs> which did. thank goodness. Yeah, they did. I mean, that place was was packed. It, it was pretty sad
3: though. I mean, I think cry School brought more people than Ashford School. Although with this, the blue seats on the hill, that
0: might be about even. There were people everywhere. Yeah, you there could really see were. the football field from where we were tailgating. Yes, yes. Um, it was good times. A lot of football for me as well.
1: I noticed that um, the comment that one of you put out—I won't say any names—about the reason why we're late today is because I was late again, and somebody commented that it must have been helicopter trouble. That—that that was Pat's pilot agony. Was it too? Was it too much like wind or something, Pat? <laughs> no. No.
0: One of the engines may have needed maintenance. No, I, I
1: have a life outside of the WNC Behind the Beard
3: podcast. Pat did have a prior engagement, and we moved our podcast to today. He yes. did, and what's crazy is he's been married for how many years?
1: Twenty eight.
2: Twenty eight, he had another engagement. So congratulations! Oh, to oh, put congratulations to Pat. Way to put Pat on the hot seat yes, right thanks. there. Thanks. He's
0: sending Brendan to BYU. Yeah,
1: pull
2: me. It's all good. <laughs> Uh, oh, my goodness. Mike,
0: do you have anything that you would like to talk about this week? Uh, so I got a couple things if we want to uh, go into it. The soapbox segment. I had a listener send in one, and uh, it's fans who are yelling who don't know what they're talking about. Ooh, this is a good one. Because Lewis and I actually spoke about this earlier. It's that guy next to you who's yelling, and he he's not yelling about the right thing. I want I w- I to context this real quick. I want to say thank
3: you to people like you, Mike. Yeah, I mean you're probably always one of the most bolsterous people in the (laughs) stands. Are you? Are you really thanking me? Or oh yeah, I really enjoy it. It adds to the environment, unless you're you know down there with the white hat on. But (laughs) Mike is the environment. At least Mm. you say the proper thing. Other people, not so much. (laughs)
0: They're just yelling to be yelling.
3: They're yelling to be yelling. They can't stand the call or what that they're losing.
0: My favorite is when it's. The refs are always against our team. Oh, yeah. I'm like, nah, the refs are not always against your team. They're just not real good, really, for anybody right now. Yeah, they're just a bad ref. That's just what it is, right? We we had pretty good refs
3: Saturday. Uh, We had horrible refs on Friday night, uh, but I'm not going to get off on that today.
2: How
0: was the officiating in your game, Pat?
1: I didn't see any overly egregious calls. I thought it was pretty well
0: done. Watching it on TV. I didn't notice the referee, so that's usually a good thing.
2: Yeah. That usually means it's okay.
0: The kind of the second thing I want to talk about, and Friday night college games. I don't love Friday night college games. Shouldn't we be going to the high schools to watch the high school games? I think it's always
3: important to support your local community. Uh, so I think Friday nights, I, I really think like every store – everything should be closed down like it's the fifties again <laughs> well, and everybody should be at the game, but that's not going to happen.
2: It's funny that Mike brought this up because I know right? with my little brother being a big Chapel Hill kid, he thinks that NC state plays more Friday night football games than any team two, around two and, in a row, but I don't make their and schedule. He thinks that he thinks that their coach should give, should share the limelight with high school footballs um, and highlight them more. And so, Landon's got a big issue with NC State, how often they do it. So Mike, this this one hit this, this one
3: hits home in the state of North Carolina. I don't love I'm, i really don't love the Friday night games. I just think it's a bad look. Yeah Well, they already play like what Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, all day Saturday. Uh maybe Friday should be reserved for high school sports. Yes,
1: I agree. I'm I sure agree it's a
3: money thing. I'm sure it's a well, money it, thing. If you're a small university, app state or something, you're not getting big D one time on Saturday. So Unless you're playing at Chapel Hill or something. So you, you play a Tuesday, Wednesday to get that national TV coverage. Yeah. I mean that's the financials behind it.
0: And the last one I have is you ever you ever invited someone like a group of folks over to your house? <laughs> and they just stare at their cell phones.
3: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Especially I've noticed younger people. Yes. Yeah. So like three I've, three of us probably don't do it that much. One of us probably does. <laughs> in fact in fact I'm w- guilty of it. I'm just gonna it. hand up. I
2: i I'm, I'm on my phone. My screen time is not something I would like to share with this the is this is not
0: uh, this was not directed at Carson. It's just I, I feel personally it exactly. drives me crazy when you invite people over, especially if you haven't seen them for a while, and they just sit there and stare at their phone. The I funny thing is, uh, and
3: I'm glad we didn't talk about this beforehand, but while we're sitting there doing game or you know podcast prep, Carson's on his tablet the whole time. We're trying to talk. <laughs> it's called work. <laughs> I
2: know that. he was doing a little work. <laughs> it's called work but uh only me only pat and i work here so that's mm. no i see yeah no mike works i will say i don't know i've heard lewis has a good job but i don't (laughs) i don't know i don't know
0: (laughs) i don't know about him i can't confirm it and that's all i have for this week so let's uh let's talk about last week and how we uh, all did fantastic yeah let's talk about that oh i knew you were gonna say last week So, uh, eight games. Lewis led the way. He went five and three last week. Of course. Pat and Carson right behind him, four at four. Me, coming off two seven-win weeks in a row, laid an egg at two and six.
3: Do you know why I did so well? Lewis is
2: an educated man. (laughs) That's what Carson said. (laughs) Play it one more time. Lewis is an educated man with why am I the sound grass? <laughs> I will let you think about that. I got so many I got so much interaction from listeners about uh I got one of my picks last week. They said I'm hammered off
0: this pick. I'm and, going
2: to get absolutely hammered. Yeah. Oh, oh goodness.
0: Okay. <laughs> we could just record Car- Can we just isolate Carson Spike and that way we'll have it for next week? Definitely. I'm I'm not a professional speaker, but I am a football guru now. So overall, Carson is still leading the way, thirty-seven and twenty-two, and the rest of us are all tied, thirty-five and twenty-four. Indeed. Yes. I think you know a couple more weeks, Carson's gonna fall.
3: You think so? I think only a
2: couple more weeks left. (laughs) We're closing in on the end. We're closing in.
3: Let's just—we need to buy Todd like a trip to Hawaii or something, so that he can't talk to Carson all week long about what his pick should be.
2: Todd had different picks than I last week. Mm-hmm. I don't I didn't go back and look and see what his record was, but he actually he used our pick 'em sheet and sent me back what his <laughs> what, what his
0: would be. I think Carson does his own picks. I don't think so. So. You don't think so? No. Do you want to tell the truth or are you ready to come out or what? Uh, the one the individual that you thought was
2: making my picks told Mike to his face that I was not making <laughs> that he was not
0: making the picks. It is true. So. Oh. Well, let's talk about last week. There were uh, some exciting games. Let's start with maybe the most exciting game in the county. 1-5, uh, McDowell took on North Buncombe. We all picked North Buncombe to win this game because Carson told us how good they were. And McDowell rolls up to North Buncombe and wins 38-36 in a nail-biter.
3: I think it's, a, it's an omen if we all pick a team to win that they're going to lose. This I, is
2: I was, not the first time this has
0: happened. I was nervous no. about that rolling into Saturday, but fortunately that was not the case. Because we all picked try school. Right? Correct. So.
1: Now, North Buncombe was winning through much of that game.
0: It, yeah, they were. So A, cu- a couple stats, uh, no North Buncombe stats, but Hunter Pittman for McDowell rushed 26 carries for 241 yards and t- two TDs. Hayden Haynes rushed five, five times for 103 yards and a touchdown. And uh, quarterback... Danny Brown was 5 of 6 through the air for 79 yards to two TDs. They only uh, attempted six passes.
2: And I can tell you, I don't know if North Moncombe attempted more than that. Uh, there was not many passes. My big takeaway was when you look at the score of a you know 74-point total game and think of two teams that only run the ball, it's like imagine how much success they were having. Oh, so yeah. it was really just – Um, And I got there after um, the fact, but they told me the difference of the score was North Buncombe missed an extra point and had to keep, and at at that point they had to continue to go for two. And uh, that seemed to be the difference of the game. So it was just really who had the ball last. Um, I will say enormous question mark on the coaching side of North Buncombe and North Buncombe is my, I mean my team. I don't, um, not super close with a lot of their coaches, so I'm not saying they're my guys. But when you've got the ball on the 25 yard line with 75 to go with two minutes and 30 seconds left, do y'all think it's appropriate to still bring the quarterback to the sideline and and then? Can, yeah, but if that's the way you it's do like, it, yeah, if you haven't made signs no, that's, up ahead of time, you have to no, do it. You guys are exactly right, and so that just shows you that. I mean, there's no wristbands, there's no signs from the sideline. I mean, it's just, I mean, it was you know till the end of the game, quarterbacks going to the sidelines. And, and also,
3: and then running the ball. If you I mean, do, you it, if you do it that way, you don't have to worry about any sign stealing or anything like that. Oh, come on!
2: That did definitely happens. It does happen, hundred percent. It definitely a hundred percent happens. But you, you, yeah. But I mean,
3: come on. I mean, I, I would rather. It just it's it's old school. I mean, with with two it's teams running the ball as much as they did in that game, they could have like just held up left or right, middle, you know. Oh. I'll tell you this: they, the other
2: teams, knew exactly what the teams were doing, and it did not matter. I mean, it was. I mean, how many people? There's eleven on defense. I want to say eleven was in the box, mm. and it's like and running gashes. I mean, just gashes. So, um, but you know, it was. I hated to see North Buncombe um, not pull it out. It was a homecoming. Great, great atmosphere. Uh, there was actually a good bit of not many on the McDowell side. Uh, they, they didn't travel up the mountain too, too well, but they missed a good game. They did miss a very good
0: game. Yeah, could, so that makes uh, McDowell one and five overall, one and one in the conference. Hey, congratulations. First win of the year. North Buncombe came, it started the conference play three and one. It's lost three straight. So next up, Inca. They were at TC. We gave TC 50 and a half. Uh, A.C. able to cover. T.C. was not. T.C. wins 58-13. to uh, Quarterback Lex Dimwittle rushed it 12 times for 284 yards and five touchdowns. P.J. DeShantair rushed it five times for 121 yard, yards and a TD. The, between the two of them, they averaged 24 yards a carry. Golly. That's quite a day. So, Inca's defense uh, played pretty stout. Not really. They did get thirteen on the board, though.
3: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm surprised. We thought that they would only get seven. Uh, thirteen, pretty good job by Inca. Yeah, I'm shocked with
0: the it was, thirteen. It was forty-eight to nothing at halftime. Or
3: four? I think it was second quarter.
0: Yeah, it was like a big time blowout. Yeah. So Inca Inca continues to struggle over there. TC uh, now five and one overall, three and zero oh in the conference.
2: Do you guys know if Robertson? Do they like attempt
0: passes? Uh, very few. I think I didn't write it down. I apologize, but I think they only attempted four. Yeah. Okay, four. So,
2: so it's a similar situation and where you know what's coming, and it's just you just can't stop the triple option.
3: Good yeah. luck figuring out who has the ball. Who has the ball?
2: Misdirection, and, and then once you figure out who has the ball, obviously getting talented athletes down is a whole another issue.
0: Right. Very similar to a Wataga offense. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. So next up, West Henderson, what traveled to Smoky Mountain? We gave. <laughs> We gave Smoky Mountain 38-and-a-half, and West Henderson not putting up the 50 they've been putting up. No, they sh- nope. they very much struggled in this game, especially early on. I think they were down for a while. They were. They did end up winning 28-13. Uh, Cade Young, 4-of-6 for 30 yards. Another Western North Carolina team that just doesn't throw the ball. Right. Uh, Truett Manual rushed it 12 times for 33 yards, and Den Wendell rushed it 23 times for 80 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, Jarek Jones led the way for Smoky Mountain. He was four of 12, four, I'm sorry, four of 12 through the air for 91 yards, a TD and an interception, and Isaac McNeely rushed it 27 times for 120 20 yards. So that West Henderson now seven and0, oh, they won 28 13, Smoky Mountain two and five overall. Smoky Mountain's a tough out. They only have two wins. They're not easy to beat.
2: I was going to say, so with Demsdale's having, you know, he's had quite the start to the year, Wes Henderson's running back, and I, 23 for 80-something yards. I just – this has got to be his lowest production game in yards per rush and stuff. So it makes you wonder. I, I've not seen them personally, but just by their scores and whatnot. I mean, Smoky Mountain's a team that's not easy to go down.
0: So next up we had uh, North Henderson – Tuscalo at North Henderson. Um Carson and Pat picked this one correct. They picked North Henderson. They won forty-two to thirty-two. North Henderson now four and two overall. Tuscola drops to two and four. Yeah,
3: I think I think once their quarterback comes back, they're gonna you know pick back up. But who knows how long they're gonna be out? They don't they don't post stats. They don't you know. There's not a lot of press releases going on out there. But he he definitely needs Jed West needs to hurry up and get back. Yeah, that'll
1: be the difference for Tuscola
3: for sure.
0: Next up, we had. Uh, we had Franklin at Pisgah. We gave Pisgah 17 and a half Wasn't enough. Uh, Patton Lewis got this one right. Pisgah wins 35 to nothing. I would, I would say Pisgah's not going to lose all year at home. I mean, they are tough at home. They, they are. Very, they're they're a good tough. team overall. I've seen a couple polls where they're number two. Um, we'll talk about it a little bit later, but Pisgah-West yeah. Henderson this week. Oof, that's going to be a game. Yes, it is. That is
2: going to be definitely the game of the week.
0: So, next up, uh, the game that uh, the three of us went to, Christ School at Asheville School. No spread on this one. Do have a couple stats. Ricky Tolbert for Asheville School was uh, 11 of 20 for 185 yards, a TD and an interception. For a team, they had 29 carries for 30 yards on the ground. <laughs> on Tobe led the way, receiving four receptions for 77 yards and a TD. Uh, For Christ School, Mason Holdsclaw had a decent game. He was 10 of 20 for 114 yards, and a TD did not throw an interception. Caden Brown, 24 carries for 119 yards. And uh, Will Newman led them in receptions, four for 47. They had six different guys who ran the ball and six different who caught the ball. Uh, Christ School did come away with the win, 20 to seven. Christ School now one in five. Asheville Good job for two and three. Yeah,
3: finally got that first win yeah. off their back. Uh, I, I would say, you know, kind of a tale of two halves here. First half, Definitely. very even game. Definitely. Back and forth, a very competitive. Second half, it just looked like Asheville School was completely broken. What was this? How many did Asheville School
2: have at halftime? Um, half Seven. Seven. So, in. Was it seven all at half? Seven-seven. Seven-seven. So Christ School's touchdown was right at the end of the first half mm-hmm. with, what, 30, 40 seconds left? Right. Um, and it was, like Lewis said, I, I really think that um, if the clock could have been managed a little bit differently, I mean, Asheville School could have got to the half with with the lead, and then, boy, did it just it just completely – which, you know, as much resources they have up there, one of my big takeaways was it is like a small university – um, they've got a chapel. It's it's just it's beautiful. There's obviously a ton of money that's being poured into there. How is there not a field house? That's what I'm saying. Uh, that's next to the football stadium. I mean, there
0: it's space. Football second thought for a lot of these private schools.
2: Yes, I think athletics is because sure. academics is such a is such an importance at these schools um, that. You know these the Asheville school team goes and sits underneath trees. They were next to our tailgate. Next to our <laughs> tailgate, I almost asked them if they wanted a drink or anything. Guys. You guys need water. Or? You guys mm-hmm. need water. Um, you got any eggs? You know we had the, we had a full spread. Um, not much of the food was left, but I was like, I mean, Ricky, this will get you. This is what you need in the second half. But um, other than that, just great turnout. Um, I thought that uh, Caden's Caden Jones's stats might not have just lit up the the paper, but he. You know when wherever he was on the field, they went the complete opposite. I mean, he definitely impacted the game. Um, he lined up his receiver, running back when they needed a couple yards. Um, he's
0: he's just a different animal. He played linebacker, he played corner, and he played D end. Yes, um, I did want to mention Jordan Edgecomb uh, for Christ School. He had eleven tackles, one forced fumble, and a sack. So he had a, every time I turned around, we were hearing Jordan Edgecomb on the tackle. Very exciting game. T.J. Hamilton probably made the catch of the year, in my opinion, um, for Christ School.
2: Basketball player recently converted, right?
0: First year playing football, was a basketball player. He made a heck of a catch that really uh, kept a drive alive for Christ School. So that's it on that one. Next up, Owen. We all got that one right, by the way. Owen at Mount Heritage. We gave Owen 37 and a half. Owen put up some points. 24 is uh, quite a few for Owen. They did lose fifty nine twenty four, but they did cover. No stats for Owen. Uh, Mount Heritage. Mount Heritage as a team had four hundred fifty six yards rushing. Yeah. Did Did you see in the stat line how many uh, penalties they
3: received? Did not share with. Please us. Please share. Uh, I, it was probably you know, and we talked about this kind of pregame, but uh, it was one of the most ridiculous examples of umpiring I've ever ever seen in my life. Officiating. Officiating. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> I'm talking about we're walking up to the line of scrimmage on defense, and we would catch an unsportsmanlike and a personal foul before the ball's even hiked, uh, giving them 30 yards. At one point, our coach had to go stand on the other side of the field so that he couldn't get called for a sideline warning. Uh, unbelievable example of how, you know, five guys can control a game. But, sorry, I just had to get that off my chest a little bit. Some examples of I like a good burger from five stuff guys. Over there. Uh, but I did want to remind people what Carson had to say about this game last week. They can't cover two weeks in a row. You could save that clip.
2: They cannot cover two weeks in a row. He did say
0: that. Indeed. Indeed, they did. I said cover. it and you actually saved it.
2: Yeah. So, so you, you told him to. I, yeah. Can Coach Gibson quit calling me after games that he covers and can he actually post the stats?
3: Zach Gibson, head football <laughs> <laughs> Um, Right. I would like to see the stats. Uh, I mean, it was a good offensive game for us. Uh, if we wasn't playing the officiating, uh, officiating guys as well, this would have been a much closer game. I mean, when you're giving them 60, 70 yards in like five or six drives in a row, uh, it, would, it would have been a much closer game. I mean, when you get down in your first and 10 from the 15-yard line... Was Owen having success Running the ball Passing the ball A little bit of both Both okay. uh, I think both was open Our passing game Was definitely better Than our running game Okay uh, But It was It was an awesome game I will give props To uh, The QB Out there At Mountain Heritage He Phenomenal guy Running the ball He just sets behind the, they, Of course The offensive lineman Has like six inch splits They're all just going forward He waits and sees a hole And he's gone So He did a great job Running the ball
1: it does seem like Owen is maturing, though, as the season's going on. I think so I too. Think so, too. I, I haven't seen them play myself directly yet, but from the reporting, it seems like I'm from where they were at the very Pat, beginning. How would
2: you say that I should get some credit for that? The motivation that I've thrown in the valley?
1: I, apparently, they're playing your tune in the <laughs> okay. locker room, so you must be motivating in some way, Carson. I
3: think that's not to be true here at all. Okay. <laughs> Uh, but, you no, know, they are coming together as a team. Uh, it's unfortunate that we haven't done that a few weeks in, in advance. But I'm so looking forward to the Rosman week this
0: week. I bet you are. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, lastly, uh, we had the Reynolds at Asheville High game. Reynolds comes away with the win, 28-14. Uh, Reynolds now 4-3 and three overall. Asheville High 2-4. and four. Uh, We gave Asheville High 35.5 in this one. Uh, Reynolds not able to cover Pat and who else got this one right? That
1: would be. Yeah. No, I did not get it right. Pat,
0: uh, Lu- it is me and Carson. I'm sorry, Lewis and Carson got it right because they did not cover. So few stats. Craig was 11 of 13 through the air for 117 yards and a TD. Uh, Patterson on the ground, 15 carries for 148 yards and two TDs, and Ty Johnson led the way in receptions, five for 61 and a TD. Asheville High did not put up any stats.
3: I, I want to say this, Pat. You know, you were texting us game updates throughout. I actually watched this game.
0: Oh, you were here watching, yeah? hmm I watched it on TV. And
3: Carson, you were at the game for a while. Yeah. It seemed like the very beginning, Reynolds was just going to run away with this thing. And, and then it, and then I stopped getting updates. What happened? So, I, I
1: don't think... I, it was clear that Reynolds was the best team on the field between the two. I don't think they you know played up to what they hoped or what their potential was. You had... You know, a turnover with Hayden Craig scrambling, and he looked like he crossed the goal line, but they called it a fumble. And um, the right guard for Reynolds did fall on the ball, uh, but then it was wrestled away by number nine for Asheville, the Montana commit, and they came away with the turnover. So that stymied one drive. There was also another fumble on a drive the other end of the field, running back, driving in the red, red zone, coughed it up. And In all honesty, I think they probably left three touchdowns on the field. Asheville is able to convert a fake punt and continue a drive that started, I believe, on the four-yard line, and they convert for a touchdown on the other side. How far
3: far was the
1: two get on the the fourth down? uh, That I don't remember. Probably fourth and five or so, fourth and six, somewhere in there. But regardless, they didn't get that done. One other thing I noticed on defense – And you guys may have noticed this, but Brandon Guest absolutely destroyed people on defense. Um, He hit a kid so hard, I thought his shoes came off. As he's been doing for a few years now. Man, he laid the lumber. Eight solo tackles for him. um, Clearly made a statement from his performance. And the other one that really did well was Cam Smith coming off the edge. He just wreaked havoc in there in the backfield. He was able to throw them for a loss on many, many, many plays. Great performance out of him. And one thing that the defense did struggle with was that um, screen pass to the flat. Um, they were not able to really bottle up the runner after he caught the ball. And that, so was, that was majority a of Asheville's offenses, right? Yeah. So, so they had some tackling they needed to hone in on a little bit better. Yeah, that's what I noticed. As you know, going over to the game,
2: uh, I was on. I walked in and I was sitting across from the Reynolds side. And I do know that there was there was an accident on forty. Um, and I think there was a fatality. And so there were some people late getting to the game and stuff. I still, um, will say that I, at seven 30, I, um, maybe they thought it was a TV game starting at seven 30. I don't know, but they're, they're really at seven forty-five. There wasn't a lot of people. Um, but I also think talking to, um, one of our good friend of ours, um, You know, Saint Ange was saying about when you make a TV game like your rivalry game, it's like that also keeps people at the house. And Mm -hmm. we counted ten people that would have like not missed that game, but they can watch it from the house. So I think that played played a role. But um, watching the first half, I thought Reynolds was in complete control of the game. um, To be honest with you, they they had uh, they kind of were doing what they wanted. They you know just running the ball, um, doing what they wanted on offense. Asheville couldn't get much going. Um, but then, then you see the final. Um, the second half, obviously, um, probably some points were left out there. Um, I do think Brandon guessed the first half. It was, you know, they the defense, I don't, I don't even know what the defense was because it looked like he was the only linebacker. They had, you know, the four down linemen, on um, on the D line, then they had Brandon Guess, and there didn't look like there was another player. So Asheville tried a few times to just run right up the middle at him, and and Brandon filled all the holes. Uh, he was he was definitely a force. I think I texted you guys that Friday. I was like, goodness gracious, he's he's playing, um, he's playing out of his mind. Um, I you know I, I think the main takeaway for me is that Asheville super thrilled um, with how they were able to, turnovers or not they were able to keep the game within reach. I mean I think that this. You know the season that they've started. Uh, I don't think anybody would have thought it would have been just a two-score game. But I'll be honest. I mean, I left the game trying to get over to the North Buncombe, you know, McDowell game because I thought it was going to be like big, big blowout. And then it just seemed like you know, and that's why you know, hearing Pat talk about the second half, um, and then watching it, watching it on TV and whatnot. But um, my que- my my questions are still there as far as. um what what's Reynolds gonna do against um, an older team? I know Asheville's super young. What are they gonna do against the older team with Robertson? I think all roads now. Um, I was wrong. Hand up, I was wrong on the Asheville Reynolds pick on the conference championship. So you guys heard it here first. Uh, it's my first ever time being wrong on the podcast. <laughs> so that's that's my thoughts on it.
0: So Carson, do you want to announce our player of the week?
2: Uh, yeah. After we had some, we had some guys that. Uh, blew up the stats. We had a couple different options that we kind of all went back and forth on, and then we just we went with the McDowell running back, um, Hunter Pittman. Is that right, Hunter Pittman? That is right. And so, um, Mike, will you get his stats out again?
0: Yeah, Hunter Pittman rushed it twenty six times for two hundred and eleven yards and two TDs to help McDowell pick up their first win of the year over North Buncombe.
3: Like a hey, good job. I mean, yeah, great yeah. great performance. Uh, I hope I, you have a few more games like that, uh, but I, I think it's going to be difficult going forward. I
0: think we were all convinced that McDowell wasn't going to win a game, but they, uh, they they showed up.
3: Yeah, I mean, they, they sure did. And I'm so glad it's against, you know, an alma mater of one of our podcast members here. <laughs> it hurt. It was also Whitney's mom uh,
2: her reunions class, and so they had their they had their class reunion all there. It was just one of those that there was uh, a lot of people in the stands on the North Buncombe side.
0: When you're at North Buncombe and Inca and those places, don't you kind of expect to lose homecoming and uh, reunions and that sort of stuff?
3: Ah, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think you do. Yeah, you do. I really do. I did
3: have yeah. one question. What's up? I mean, so you went to Asheville game, then you went up to North Buncombe. I mean, how were you able to navigate the roadways with all the traffic? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. thankfully, I
2: mean. thank thankfully, <laughs> everybody, since we got there in the third quarter of the North Buncombe game, everybody was already, everybody was already in their seats. Now, parking, I created a spot, oh. um, 100%. I definitely just pulled up uh, and made my own spot, but... The roads were clear. The issue was getting to Asheville from Weaverville for their start. And I'll be honest; I mean, I was kickoff. I was watching it from the line because on the Asheville side there was I should have went into the rental side because I don't know if there was a line there. Um, but on the Asheville side, big line to get in. I was watching it through the gate, watch the kickoff. Um, but traffic getting to Asheville was tough.
0: Uh, Weaverville homecoming traffic was something that I wish all of our listeners would experience once. So, we'll talk about the conference standings real quick. Now, for, first for the back, uh, TC at 3-0, Reynolds at 3-0. They would each be the conference champion, TC 4A, Reynolds 3A. Uh, nobody doesn't look like anybody's going to catch those two. Asheville High's at 1-1, Erwin's at 1-1, McDowell's at 1-1, North Buncombe and Eka both 0-3. Mm-mm-mm. At the other conference we cover, West Henderson 3-0, Pisgah 2-0, Franklin's two and one, Smoky Mountains one and two, North Henderson's one and two, Tuscola and East Henderson both zero and two. I would not have predicted Tuscola zero and two.
3: Very surprising.
0: So this week, the, they they're putting the RPIs out every week, which we've talked about. That's your winning percentage and your opponent's winning percentage and your opponent's opponent's winning percentage. These are used for seedings in the playoffs. Uh, they came out, you know, every week came out Sunday. In 3A, the 3A West, currently Pisgah 2nd overall, West 8th, Reynolds 12th, Smoky Mountain 15th, Franklin 24th, North Henderson 29th, and uh, North Henderson one of the first five out. In 4A, number 1 is Wataga, 12 is TC, 27th is Asheville, and McDowell came in at 49th. In 2A, uh, the local teams, Brevard 16th, Madison, 42nd, and Owen, 46th. The winner of the Owen-Madison game will be the 2A champion in that conference, so they will get in as probably the last uh, number one seed. So what do you guys think about those?
3: I mean, I think, like you said, a big shocker, Tuscola. Uh, but, you know, in the 3A... Reynolds third down the list.
2: Yeah, but let's make sure that when Reynolds wins the 3A conference, they will they will get a top eight automatic seed.
3: Oh, yeah.
0: That Pisgah-West Henderson game is uh, really shaping up to be a big one. Yep. You know, that could flip. That Pisgah-West Henderson could easily flip um, if West Henderson wins that game. Are
2: you guys surprised with
0: Smoky Mountain
3: being at 15?
0: A little bit. Their record's not that great, but – I mean, it is what it is. I mean, is. I think
3: you know it's it's one of those things where their opponents are tough. Uh, they're pretty tough to beat, yeah, um, and that's why they're so highly ranked.
0: Yeah, I agree. The other thing out uh, the possible playoff matchups, if if we went in as is, this comes from the North Carolina High School Overtime page. Um, currently, if we started today, their projections are that Reynolds would get a number one seed. They would be the eighth seed, the last conference champion. And they would take on number twenty-five Franklin. So that's kind of has a local flair to it. They're not going down the mountain.
1: No, not a long drive at all.
2: They're no. at home, so
0: they would be at home. Yeah, yeah I'm so, talking so. about Franklin wouldn't have a long drive. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, and I apologize, Crest or North Henderson be the one of the last four in. So that's a lot of Western North Carolina teams in. Crest Oof. would take on North Henderson. That's t- a t- tough, tough matchup for <laughs> <game>. Henderson. <laughs> Uh, West Henderson, currently as stands, would take on Hunter Huss. Hunter Huss would come here. And uh, West Rowan would come up here to take on Pisgah. So, so, some intriguing matchups there. Um, What about the 4A? 4A, TC also would get the last number one seed. They would take on Providence. That's not Providence Day, just Providence High School. They're the number 25 seed. And number six, and I always say this wrong, is it. Is it Huff?
3: Huff. Huff, yeah.
0: Huff would uh, take on Asheville High. Asheville would have to travel down there. They'd be the 27 seed. And then in 2A, whoever wins that Owen-Madison game is going to be the last team into the playoffs and will probably take on number one, Monroe. I can't wait to drive to Monroe.
2: (laughs) So we're guaranteeing a victory?
3: (laughs) Are we we
2: guaranteeing a conference championship?
3: I, I think so, yeah. Are
2: you ready for that? I'm ready for that. No, I, I know that you can. do all the sound edits and the clip bites and stuff. Will I, you clip yourself I, I saying that? Okay.
3: I, I I definitely think Owen beats Madison. Okay, what about Rossman? Well, that really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. All we have to do They're is one beat eight. Madison. Oh, so it, really, it only comes down to the one, one game. game. Once yeah. again, I know so much about football, said
0: someone in no, the stable. No, I'm an X and O's guru. Okay. <laughs> only because you've been standing next to Derek for a couple weeks. <laughs> yeah, shout out Derek. I've learned so much. So that's kind of what they're looking at, at the playoffs. All this could change with a win or a loss, or you know, a lot could happen between now and then. Uh this week they announced that Newburn is vacating the twenty twenty two for a state championship. Um wow. what, ha- what happened there, Mike? Yeah. Well it <laughs> was it up to Newburn. <laughs> <laughs> uh so evidently Newburn had some uh Carson, go ahead.
2: It it appears that Newburn had some uh, ineligible players that should not have been uh, that should not have been playing in the state championship game and so um, from from a listener I've got a little bit of information that I'd like to share kind of describe so do you know if happened. they were
3: ineligible for the championship game or was it just that one game they were ineligible
2: I believe they were ineligible for the entire season oh okay or at least part of it at least part of it um, so it looks like Let's see. Okay. But uh so the principal and the counselor were fired in May. And they changed zeros to 50s to help them to help give them a boost to football players and give them a chance to dig out of the eligibility hole. There was a handful that had way in all caps too many absences to even be eligible and a mad
3: disgruntled teacher turned them in. I would say I mean you know the eligibility thing. I know it has to exist and everything, but for them to knowingly put players on there that was ineligible, what team did it stop from getting to that state championship? Maybe you know, maybe a different matchup. You know, second round, third round, who knows? Uh, but they they definitely took some some students that should have been playing and, and put them back at the house. Now, if you're
1: right, or your listener, whoever your source is,
3: this is from an athletic director in the middle of the state.
2: So, so
1: but you were saying that the. The people that were let go were let go in May, right? Isn't yeah, that last, what you just said? Yeah, last May. So how would they not have known?
3: Oh Well, that would influence who's eligible at the beginning of this year. Right. You know what I'm saying? But so
2: this happened, this was the last year, last school season. Yeah, So so, so they you, got fired at oh, the end okay. of the last school season, and then they've obviously probably been battling back and forth about what they were going to do, and it just got ruled that they were going to vacate last year's.
1: I get it. Okay.
2: Yeah. So in the when does it say championship? Is it December probably?
0: It's yes. just late November, early December. It's it's late December, I think, okay. or middle December. Yeah. Um and I found this interesting. No one is crowned the twenty twenty two four A champion because uh you can once you, you can't, vacate yeah. it, they don't give it so Grimsley lost in the championship game. They don't give it to Grimsley automatically. So uh, it's just there's just no state champion. Does that mean we get to go down there and rip the banners out and take the rings back and all this? If if I'm Newburn, I don't take the banners down. Everybody forgets about this in a year. Exactly.
2: I mean they 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 won the game.
0: It's super tough because it's a lose. I mean if But if you win
2: by
3: cheating, do you win?
0: in it's, racing, yes. <laughs> it's
2: tough because I mean, I I don't know. Grimsley, it's like, do you guys celebrate a state championship if you're Grimsley? I mean, you lost the game. I mean, it's just tough. It's a lose-lose for him. It's unfortunate this happened. I'm I'm asking seriously. Do you I mean, do you celebrate like you won a state championship? I think I would.
1: Would you? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't And know. we were the
2: only legal team to compete in that game. I would I I would think that that would be the case, but then I mean, they're they're not crowning Grimsley but do
3: you want to be the winner with an asterisk
2: no no you definitely don't want to be the winner with an asterisk but I mean their their rings are dispersed I mean they've got the I mean they knew like what Mike said I mean they'll, they'll in 50 years New Bern won a 4A state championship there now yes they'll be absolutely it's like ah well they had a couple of those kids and it's like oh well they still won the game But, you know, interesting fact, Buncombe County, 50 is the lowest they can actually give in Buncombe County for a grade. So They can't give a zero? Nope. Really? Um, Down in Raleigh, after each semester, um, after the first term, each semester we can't give below a 50, but after that it's fair game. So it's just weird how it's different from county to county because – Technically, those kids that were had zeros that got bumped up to 50, if they were in Buncombe County, they would have been able to
0: compete. But still the uh, absentee, absent piece. You
2: can't get by. Yeah the, abs, yeah, the
3: absent piece is the... So are you a proponent for everyone just cheating their way to a victory? I don't know how this is coming at me about being <laughs> pro-cheating. Well, <laughs> well, I mean, you, you say that no one will remember in 10 years. Or something. So le- North Buncombe has a chance to g- illegally recruit 15-player studs 15 studs, and they go on to win a state championship, and then we have to turn it back. Are you okay with that, as long as you get a banner? Did you miss the start of this where I <laughs> illegally sports gamble? <laughs> <laughs> so.
0: so the, the banner's man- hanging forever. 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 The banner will and if hang. they're taking it down, I'm bringing it home. Yes. So the next thing we want to talk about, just briefly, um, the North Carolina General Assembly voted to uh, – Take over high school, public high school sports from the NC
3: HSA.
0: HSAA.
1: My understanding on this gentleman is a little bit vague. Other than I know politics is a terrible place to try and operate in this situation. My opinion. This is
0: totally politically driven,
1: right? So they had a rainy day fund. The NCHSAA had a significant rainy day fund, but it wasn't being dispersed. Is that? Let me back. Let me back this up just a little. Just
0: a little. I think it's a slush fund. But go ahead. All right. So, uh, Anson County, which is like it's in the other half of the state. Their team was uh, kept out of the football playoffs because they had too many players in a fight. If you have a certain number of players leave the bench in a fight, your team is suspended from the playoffs.
3: Is there somebody down there with like a counter?
0: (laughs) I'm assuming they look at video because everybody's games are videoed. And this person's representative to the General Assembly uh, made it their mission to go after the NCHSAA. And uh, rounded some people up, and then added on to a bill, late night bill, midnight. We're gonna. This is what we're gonna do. And uh, yes, one of the things they brought up: there is a forty million dollar fund that they have not spent. Um, Pat, if you had forty million in the bank, do you think I would see that as a bad thing or a good thing?
1: Well, I'm curious. I mean, it's forty million dollars, but it's not like the members of the NCHSAA board are collecting revenue personally from that, right? I mean, it's still
0: the money that's eventually going to be... I don't think there's any evidence that that's happening. It's sitting in an account, as far as I know. It's sitting in an account. Okay, so it's... I mean, isn't that the purpose of a rainy day fund? Yeah. If something catastrophic happens... Right. Are we talking about the... But then,
3: hold on a minute. If we have that fund, why did it take so long for Pisgah's field to get fixed, waiting on them to generate funds and stuff? Well, is that
1: is that the purpose of the 40 million what's the purpose of the
3: 40 million it's, it's a rainy day fund so to, why can't we rebuild a, a, a that's stadium the
2: Pisgah stadium that, is the definition of a rainy day that's what I'm
0: saying but that's that's on Haywood county that's not on the state of North Carolina well, is it absolutely I mean if you're the they go- built the field in a floodplain knowing it was a floodplain if
3: you're the governing body for sports don't yeah, you that's... want those kids to be somewhere have somewhere to play that's the whole purpose of a rainy day fund
0: well irregardless <laughs> do you know what the NCHSA does? I watched a press conference today with Q Tucker. Uh, of course, this is just her side. But she says, you know, the NCHSA, they make rules and they enforce them. Yep. Uh, some, they determine eligibility. They, st- they have start dates, length of schedule. All the rules we have to go by for preseason workouts and all that sort of stuff. Do
3: they do like, uh, if you want to, you know, not go into your district school, do
0: they regulate that? I believe that's regulated by county. Okay, uh, the Definitely pl- county. The playoffs belong to the NCAA. They, they put them on. They take a portion of each game. Um, to obviously go on that rainy day fund.
3: Uh, they have a lot more expenditures other than that fund. Right. Uh,
0: they, they have staff. They have buildings. They have vehicles. Those sorts of things. Um, one of the things that the General Assembly was not happy with was the appeal process. The the right now the schools if there's an issue if if the if if the NCHSA says Carson is ineligible to play this year or you know so let's say that okay you've been ruled ineligible you cannot appeal to the NCHSAA the school you go to has to so they did not like that they thought that parents and students should be able to appeal as well I. I I don't know how I feel about that one. Do you guys have a feeling about it?
3: Uh, I think that I think that's kind of acceptable because what if you're like a a kid that is a trouble kid, uh, and you know maybe the school's like, hey, I'm tired of kind of dealing with this kid. I'm not going to appeal his ejection or something. Then the school's saying, I don't want you to participate. I mean, why why would it be okay for the parents to overrule the school on that?
0: I mean, I agree with you. I think I'm okay with the way the way it was at this because the school is the member association, right. So this is the NCHSA is a member association It's made up of members. The members are the schools that are in there.
1: Yeah, which ultimately, if the schools had a problem with that policy, they they could make that change mm-hmm. at the
0: NCHSAA level Yeah, by, and by, by voting
1: by voting, right? right and clearly
3: that which is, not happen.
0: Which is something that evidently these schools struggle with sometimes, that we've talked about that in the past, is voting.
3: I, but I think I think in that we could cure that. If you didn't show up, then your vote is just, it's not a no or a yes, it's just vacated. Yeah. If right. you if you care enough about a subject to come out and vote, that's good. And If you don't care enough, it's not a nay, it's just a no count.
1: And if you don't have a quorum, then you don't have a... Right. There's nothing to
0: talk about. That could easily be solved. Sure. So... The NCHSA also pays for the state championship venues, you know, footballs at State and Carolina and those places. Mm-hmm. Well, in this, uh, this new pa- this bill passage, they can no longer assist schools with grants. So even if they wanted to help Pisgah, they can't now. Um, and they can get no corporate sponsorship. So that's, that's cut all their ability to raise money. Um, and one of the things that Q Tucker said today was seven classifications they will no longer be able to hold uh, state championship games at colleges. It will now be like it used to be back in the '80s. Uh, they will take turns, so the West will host it one year, and the East will host it next year. So, well, I would tell- let's let's just say you know Reynolds makes it to the state championship. Well, if it's the West year to host it, they could possibly play at home, and then the next year. It would be in the <laughs> that East.
2: Is, that is what Pat's shaking his head on. That is wild. I would totally. That's
0: how it used to be. I totally dis-
3: disagree with that because there's no better way to celebrate playing in a championship game than going to Duke or, you know, that. I mean, if, there's no, if there's no money coming in, you can't afford to rent the facility. I know. I, yes, I understand that they're handcuffing them and taking away their funding and all that. But I mean, that's just taken
0: away from the kids more than anything. That's that's exactly right. So the the real the real takeaway for me from this was there's a lot of questions. So if you. Take away the NCHSAA. They say they're going to finish the year. They think nobody really knows. Next year, it, does the General Assembly have someone ready to have start dates, to have uh, policies, or is it just going to be the wild, wild west next
3: year? Yeah, you're opening the door for for you know politicians to set the. the legalities of all this stuff, and it's not a good place when you're leaving it in the hand of politicians.
0: I, I agree with that. That's my... Yeah, that's my takeaway. I, I, the more I, politics get involved, it's just... I mean, what... It, it? Can you name something the government does well, like Social Security or um, anything? Nothing. Can you name anything I, that the government does well? Nothing. Name one positive about it. No. I'm, no. No. Crickets. They, they, Where's they, the
2: cricket sound Hmm.
0: They've...
2: T- they've...
3: <laughs> They're excellent, <laughs> excellent, you. excellent at running up debt. That, Absolutely, that's about yeah. it. They're fantastic. Here's the thing, and here's the funny thing: the one thing they're going after is that forty million. The forty million. They so 40 so million. dumb.
0: So, a lot Jeez. of questions, yeah. a lot of unknowns. Uh, who knows what's getting ready to happen with the NCHSAA? And um, there's little hope of reconciliation at this point. They passed it. The government, the governor, did not veto it, so it will go into law. Let this, me ask you I this: think next week, do, do they also regulate uh, officials and all that? I can't answer that question. I know she mentioned today wanting to hire a official's coordinator. I know that's kind of all done by area.
3: Yeah, there's an area manager for each area who assigns the referees and stuff. But do they have oversight? Because one of the things we've talked about on the show is there's no recourse if you have an official that you obviously know is not doing the right thing. It doesn't matter. He's still going to umpire next next week, right? Yes. yes but I do blo- I, n- I don't know about football but in baseball you can't block
2: yourself same in football you can block a certain number you can block a certain number yes so. but if you block you know
3: 10 or 15
2: then what- it might just be a you issue <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one like
3: that is true
0: so anyway a lot of unknown there uh to me that's a scary proposition the government taking that over I kind of compared it earlier to um the U.S. Senate taking over the NFL and uh, how that would go I Probably not good. It wouldn't go good. No, not at all.
3: They can not even set a budget. <laughs> True.
0: Although that would be the House of Representatives. Yes, yeah, the still. House and the Senate. <laughs> so let's talk about this week, guys. we got some uh, exciting football games on tap. Um, sorry, I lost my paper. I had it upside down. North Buncombe will not lose this week. <laughs> they have a bye. They're getting rested up. They have a big finish to the season coming up. <laughs> The game we're going to start with, we have Rosman 0 and 7, traveling to Owen, who's 1 and 6. Uh, Simmons has his spread at 15.5. What do you got to say here, Lewis?
3: I have been looking forward to this all year long. Um, I have no doubt that we're going to cover the 15.5 point spread. Uh, I have us winning big, maybe by 40. Uh, this is a game. <laughs> wait, wait. You said 40. <laughs> Yeah, last year, I mean, I think we beat them by 60. No way. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: I'd like to fact check you. Yeah. I can look that up. No. <laughs>
3: Go ahead.
0: Continue. <laughs> Go ahead and continue. No, you Sorry, guys take I over. Interrupt. Take over. Go ahead. So, last, uh, last game out, Rossman's quarterback was one of four for 26 yards and an interception, and their leading rusher was Corey Rackley. He had 10 rushes for 51 yards and a touchdown and a loss. Rossman, 0-7, 0-3. Um, Carson? Are you going with Rossman? So,
2: I'm going to go um, I'm going to go with Owen Big here. So big that it's not even funny. I, I just think Owen just unleashes. I mean, it at least needs to be 30 to 35 points. I think that if Owen doesn't win by 40 or 50, what does that really say about Owen? So, so I, I
3: think it's going to be so big that this could be the blowout of the week. So the fact check: we won forty-three nothing last year. That's sixty. Not 60. That's close. That's, <laughs> That's close. It feels like sixty. <laughs> <laughs> all
2: right, but I, I mean, I got Owen big here.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, am, yeah, I'm with you, Owen big on this one as well. I think Owen, like I said earlier, they're maturing more and more every game. From what you all verbally tell me every week, and I don't
3: see that stopping. Mike, I just want to say, do not put the omen on them.
0: <laughs> Please, I'm right. taking Owen. Oh, no. You Let's guys go. are in trouble. <laughs> you go. guys are in trouble. I'm taking Owen in this one. I I just think Owen, uh, you know, putting up 21 against Mount Heritage, showed me a little something on the offensive side. And yes, <sighs> Rosman hadn't had anything. And for they also several played years. well
2: the week before against Mitchell. Or not? They did. They have. Drawn. It was six six a half.
0: <clears throat>
3: yeah, it was six six and a half against yeah. Mitchell. So yes,
2: so I think
0: Coach Gibson's pushing the right buttons over there, and that's dead serious. Agreed. So next up, we have a very exciting matchup to get out of last place. East Henderson 0-6 travels to Tuscola 2-4. and 4. The Simon spread here was 37. We added a half a point, 37 and a half. Um, Pat? Pat? You thinking uh, East Henderson going to cover?
1: No, I think Tuscola is going to get this done. Obviously, I don't know the status of their quarterback
0: coming back yet or not, but I do think Tuscola is going to be able to pull this one out. Yeah, neither team puts up stats, so your guess is good as mine on these, Lewis.
3: I mean, thirty-seven and a half is a lot of points. Tuscola hasn't been scoring that many. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna go
0: east here. Lewis going east. I think. I've picked Tuscola, it seems like all the time, but I think they cover here. I think they do cover and they beat East Henderson.
2: You know, I it, we, I wish we knew what was going on at the quarterback position. I wish we would make it more. a lot easier. It? I, it would make it a lot easier, but this is just a blind pick. Uh I, I'm gonna go thirty seven points. Uh I'm gonna go Jed's not playing. I'm gonna go East Henderson. Exactly. Pat, I'm with you.
0: And I was incorrect. The Simon spread was 36.7, so we lowered it just a little. I'm sorry, we raised it by almost a point.
1: And Carson, I I took Tuscola. I think that was Lewis that took...
0: Yeah, Lewis took East. East.
1: Pat, I'm not with you. I'm with
2: Lewis.
3: Yeah, there you go. Pat and I are together. Sorry. (laughs) Breaking news. Pat and, and... Mike are together. No. no, Can we please clip that? Let's go ahead and remind. Yes, we will clip that. Carson,
0: (laughs) let me tell you what we're getting ready to clip, big guy. Clip me. (laughs) Crazy. Somebody somebody get the scissors. What was that? Uh, crazy. crazy. (laughs) That was crazy. (laughs) All right, guys. Next up we have Franklin two and four traveling to North Henderson. This is a pick'em game. North Henderson four and two. Franklin two and four. Um Franklin in their two conference wins this year, have scored 27 points a game In their one conference loss. They've scored, they scored zero North Henderson scored 42 points last week. Um, can they keep that offense rolling Carson? Uh, I'll lead us off. I got
2: after North last week, you know, their offensive just explosion against Tuscola. I mean, even with jet out, they scored 42 against Tuscola. Um, Humongous question mark there for Tuscola's defense. Tuscola's defense is made of paper mache. Yes. So, but I, I think North Henderson's got some momentum, um, as Lewis has talked about twenty eight or twenty nine times. They have twenty eight or twenty nine seniors. <laughs> so, I'm going to go with North Henderson here. That's my pick.
1: Pat. Same. I've got North Henderson there at home. Um, I think it's, they're going to be able to do this and, and get it done.
2: It'll be tough getting to Edneyville on Friday, at
0: five six o'clock. Franklin wins this one, probably by two touchdowns.
2: <sighs> two touchdowns. Yeah, I think so. Frank, right.
0: Franklin's tough. They're tougher than you think they are. Okay, okay. Mike, we have this I as a pick. So, yeah, this, 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 is this is a pick. <laughs> Mike, I'm on board
3: with you. <laughs> I'm also picking Franklin. I think it's going to be a good. That could be a. So really you led me all game.
2: year about North Henderson. Are you
3: serious? Well, <laughs> I mean, Franklin is a tough team. I mean, it's, it's one of those okay. buzzsaws you meet and you, you don't know who's going to win.
1: A home field advantage doesn't count for anything. No, this North about Henderson.
3: 49 seniors. It's only 28, but okay. uh, I think they're going to fall. Do they both play
0: the same style of ball? No. North Henderson's going to run the spread. Franklin is more of a smash mouth type team.
2: Okay. Right. I like it. I love when two opposite forces
0: clash. So next up, we have an exciting game we all know nothing about. Asheville School goes to Covenant Day down in the Charlotte area. Asheville School 2-3 overall, Covenant Day 3-4. The question uh, for Asheville School is, can they rebound after a tough game? Um, They do have two common opponents. Asheville School beat ACA 55-6. They also beat Metrolina 37-36. Covenant Day beat ACA 45-35 and lost to Metrolina 27-14. Covenant Day is led by their quarterback, Andrews. He throws it for 162 yards a game on average and two touchdowns a game. Covenant Day, according to Simons, is giving, uh, is getting 26 points here. And I'll start on this one. Um, I think Asheville School does bounce back, and I think they do win this game. Pat?
1: I think uh, I agree with you, Mike. I think Asheville School is going to win this game, but I don't think they're going to cover.
0: Mm. So you're going with Covenant, Covenant Day. Yes. All right. Lewis?
3: You know, after what I've seen and what I've seen for the last few years, I don't think, you know, some of the Asheville School players have the heart to finish a game. Uh, some of them are ready to leave at halftime this Saturday. I- I'm going to have to go Covenant Day. Carson. Oh, man. I. I, 26 points is a lot of points
2: I could see I'm gonna go with all right I got I have no I don't know anything about this game but I do, do know you have Asheville the jeopardy school. Music? yeah jeopardy music uh-huh. I'm gonna go with Covenant Day with the backdoor cover do you think Asheville school wins the game Asheville School will win the game I just think they could be up by 30 31 points Covenant Day gets a cheap score. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, it'll be really interesting to see how Asheville School rebounds because, you know, it wasn't, you know, they kind of got manhandled at the line of scrimmage. And it looks like they'll, you know, they should be able to, um, expose their will on this team on paper. But it's just a matter of like when you, when the line plays both ways every snap, it's, you get, you get worn down at some point. I, and Covenant Day may be in the same, same position, but, um, they're gonna have some pinups. I know Asheville School is to, gonna to, definitely want to blow it open, but I just I think twenty six points is too much. So Covenant Day.
0: Next up, we'll stick with the private school ranks. We got four and two Charlotte Christian coming up here to take on Christ School. Charlotte Christian, led by their quarterback Farrell, he throws for about one hundred fifty yards a game. Running back Henley rushes for sixty three yards a game. And the wide receiver, Gilbert, has 114 yards receiving a game and five touchdowns. Really, they're only, according to the stats, their biggest receiving threat. The other guys, not, not much per game. Christ School, of course, led by Caden Jones on defense. Also play some offense. Caden uh, Brown out of the backfield. And uh, this ought to be a good game. Uh, Christ School getting 21 and a half in this one.
2: I'll I'll start it out. Um, I think twenty one. I Charlotte Christian's going to be too much for them, uh, so I'm going to go with Charlotte Christian. I'm I will be pulling for Christ School. Uh, I just I'm going off of purely what Mike has said about how good Charlotte Christian is. Um, Charlotte Christian beat
0: Providence, Providence Day last year. Now this is a different team, but yes, they're, they're good year but in year. Charlotte
2: out. Christian is a powerhouse in the Charlotte. Metro they're ranked twenty
0: sixth in the state of all classifications. Okay.
1: Now, Mike, I have a question. Mm -hmm. Is Christ School healthy? Yeah. Everybody's good? 100%
0: healthy, right? We have one uh, DB out. He's been out for the last three weeks.
1: All right, then. I think Charlotte Christian will win this game, but I don't think they're going to cover.
3: All right. I would say, you know, I think Christ is going to build off the momentum they got Saturday. It seemed like they really started putting some stuff together the second half. I, I think... Christ School may not win the game but they will cover the spread
0: I also think Christ School comes out if they can run the ball like they did last week and control the clock and yeah, extend a few drives I think they can they can cover I think they have a chance to win this game this is not one of these unwinnable games like we've had early in the year so I think they have a chance here so next up the this is going to be a tough one guys I mean this might be a barn burner I think it will be. Inca, 2-4, and four, traveling to McDowell. McDowell just picked up their first win. Inca's given up 55 points a game in conference while scoring 12. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> not the stat. That I didn't mean to almost helpful. kill Carson there. <laughs> wow. Uh, okay. McDowell led the way by, of course, Hunter Pittman, Hayden Hayes out of the backfield. Can they run the ball against Inca? And if they can, will they get the win? Ooh. I'll start on this one. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go McDowell here. I think they pick up their second win. I think Inca's Inca's really struggling right now. I would agree with you. I'm gonna pick McDowell
3: as well, and my reason is Inca. I mean, since they made that change at offensive coordinator, they've had nothing together. It don't seem like they've been able to put a game plan together. But they did put up some points against Robertson. Yeah, they did. I mean, I agree. But we don't know who was on the field for Robertson. We don't know all yeah, that. Yeah, no. uh, yeah, I agree with that. I mean, it was late in the game they put those points up, so. Uh, I, I think Inca's just lost it over there. They always seem to find a way to to ruin a season. So I, I, I get McDowell here.
1: You know, I got it, So yeah, yeah it I, I'm matter. with McDowell on this one too. I, I, you know, I think they're the fact that they got the win last week. I think that's going to be a little shot in the arm for them, and they're at
0: home. Other than that, that's that's all I got on that one. Carson, are we going to jinx them or what? are You thinking here?
2: Oh man, remember,
0: remember who writes your check every year.
2: Oh yeah, my big, big coach's <laughs> supplement check. Oh yeah. Um I I'm gonna go. I'll I'll change it up. Uh I'll, I'll mix it up. I'll go Inca here. Don't feel great about that
0: pick. So <laughs> hand up. All right. Well, next up, uh, an exciting game. Asheville two and four heads over to TC, who's five and one overall. Um TC has won five in a row after losing to Wataga. And in their wins, they're scoring an average of 49 points a game. You know how many they're giving up, Lewis? How many? An average of five a game. Wow. Oh. Since, since game one. Dominant defense. Well, well, yeah, and 49 points helps too. So 49 yeah. and five. Wow. So uh, who wants to start on this one? Go ahead, Carson. Oh, let's give the spread here. What spread did we decide on? We decided on 28 and a half okay. for Asheville.
2: I mean, that's not close. I mean, that, that's stealing money. You guys, I thought you guys would have learned last week on big spreads. Um, Asheville, if TC overlooks them, watch out for Asheville right here with a big upset. I'm talking there's a possibility. I would sprinkle some on the money line of
0: winning outright. Okay? Oh wow. So watching the game last week, Robertson's going to totally dominate the front for Asheville on both sides of the ball. And I don't think this one's close. I don't think Asheville scores, and I think, I think T.C. running clocks them here.
3: Yeah, I, th- I think, you know, you and your, your fan club over there at Asheville are going to get an education this week. Uh, T.C.'s going to dominate this game. I mean, we're, we're seeing the premier Western Carolina team, uh, maybe other than West, this week. So, I mean, <laughs> nice. T.C. is going to take this to Asheville.
1: Uh, I agree that TC is going to win. They're going to cover the spread, but I do think Asheville will score. They have some athleticism. They're able to really do well in open space, and they're hard to tackle, as we got to see last week. So I think that Asheville will be able to get on the board legitimately and not just under the second string or whatever, but I think they're going to be in there. But it'll be definitely TC covering.
0: So next up, got to be the game of the week in Western North Carolina, guys. Yeah.
3: Absolutely.
0: Undefeated Pisgah traveling to undefeated West Henderson. West Henderson, in conference, is scoring 46 a game. Carson, you know how much they're giving up a game?
2: I'd go with, is it less or more than Robertson? More. Seven, eight, nine.
0: nine. okay. Yeah, I, yeah. Just, I just wish this game was played at Pisgah. <laughs> I'm with <laughs> you there. Pisgah scoring 25 a game in conference. They're only giving up three and a half. Could this be a potential playoff matchup down the road? It could be. Both these teams look to be heading to the playoffs. This is gonna be the battle for the top the conference champion coming out of that conference, which is gonna mean some more home games. Yeah, who's gonna have the easier road? And
2: let's be very honest, that that is
3: a extremely that's of a high high importance well, yeah not, not only you know you you kind of pick up some easier games against lesser opponents, but you get those home games two
0: maybe two make possibly three, and that's a huge financial gain for your your program, so looking at the Simon spread, this one is ten points. Pisgah is getting ten points um, Pat, what do you think?
1: Yeah, this is going to be a tough one for sure. I know they're playing inspired ball, but I do think in the back of my head for some reason that West last week when they didn't perform up to ah. snuff that they were looking past it to this one. And I think they're coming with all barrels firing in their home. I think they win. I think they cover over Pisgah.
3: Lewis? I'm I'm going to go – I'm going to stick with Pisgah. I mean, is my dark night for this this season. Um, Isn't that North Anderson? No, they're just the regular nights. Yeah, they're just regular. Robbinsville? I'm going Pisgah in this game. <laughs> I, I think the struggles from West last week are going to continue against a tougher team this week. And I, th- I think Pisgah's going to cover and win. Carson?
2: I, I, Pat said it beautifully. Um, there was a look-ahead game. I, think, I mean, do we all think that West is a good offensive team? 100%. Okay, yes. so do good offenses have two bad weeks in a row? Uh, it could it can happen. I'm not saying it couldn't happen, but I'm. Chances are, I think West gets it rolling. I think West here at ten points is not, Pisgah cannot clip this. I don't. Th- <laughs> I was about to say I don't think. Yes, Pisgah cannot score with West Henderson. And now if West if Piska is in the game, it's a, it's a both teams are under 14 points, but it will not be a shootout. And I don't think they can eventually keep up with West Henderson. So you
3: say you say Pisgah can't score with West. But then you say it's not going to be a shootout. So, I mean. He's saying West's going to blow him out. That's what you just said, right?
2: Yeah, I don't think it'll be a shootout because I don't think Pisgah can do their part of the shootout. I see, but, I see.
0: I think this is where the young quarterback shows up for West. I think Pisgah wins this game. I think Pisgah wins. Well, he's not
2: yeah. young. He's just inexperienced. Okay.
0: This is where the inexperience of this quarterback <laughs> yeah. shows up and Pisgah wins the game. But I, I do believe this should be a fantastic football game. I agree. It's unfortunate this one's not on TV this week. I think the game of the week well, is like a South Carolina game this week.
2: Homefield, do you guys think Homefield plays? Or, I mean, I, I've not, Dude, never been to a West Henderson packed out. I mean, so
0: here's well, the only thing that Homefield does for you at Hendersonville it gets everybody there late.
3: Right. I, I think if just, Pisg- I got
2: crucified for after th- talking traffic, so we're we gonna do more traffic talk. Listen, because 26 Mills, Mills versus versus River will be an issue. 26 versus going- Weaverville, give me a break. <laughs> I, mean, I think if they're
3: playing this game at Pisgah, Pisgah wins hand
2: down. Oh yeah, I mean, but where are they, Ma- Mike, where are they playing the game at? <laughs> West End. Okay, Lewis has said three times if they were playing at Pisgah, they're not playing at Pisgah. Lewis, you just ask. What did I ask? <laughs> if home field matters. <laughs> Who's on first? Okay. All right, I did ask.
0: All right. So next up, we have Erwin, um, two and four, traveling to Reynolds, four and three. Uh, Simon's report says 36 as a spread for this one. Pat, you've been in love with Erwin all year. What are you saying here?
1: Erwin is big up front. I don't think their athleticism is going to be able to match up against the uh, Rockets. Um, I think the Rockets win this. I think they cover. I don't know about the 60 points you were throwing out there before we got going on this thing, but they're going to cover the, the, the what, what is it? 36? 30, so, no, so you're saying Which is clock. the
3: Simmons? You think running clock? I,
1: I think they're going to be able to do that, yes. I think they're going to win, but I do think Irwin, the, I they're, mean, all they're year not going to roll over.
3: All year long, you talk about Irwin's backbone, how athletic they are. Now you're saying there's going to be a running clock.
1: Yes, because the Rockets are that good. I don't I don't know how much clearer I could be about that. I
3: I thought it'd been crystal clear the whole
1: way. I'm I'm See, going Rockets running clock as well. Yeah,
3: Rockets running clock here for me. I don't think it's close. I got more faith in Irwin than all of you put together. Uh Irwin's <laughs> played some decent games. I mean they have struggled. I am gonna pick Irwin to lose but cover the spread.
2: Okay. I I, mean, I it, oh. Is it one of those things with the West Henderson? It's like Reynolds, 28 points, probably not super thrilled. They thought they left three, four, five touchdowns on the board. So it's like, do you think it's a get-right game as far as that? I think they bounce back, and I I don't think Irwin can match that. I think second half it's not. If it's not already out of hand at halftime, I think the second half it gets ugly, to be honest. I think Reynolds just runs away with it the second half.
0: There's a little bit of probably added uh, fuel there. Oh yeah, with their players. With a young man, yeah. uh, you're gonna have to remind me his name, Ty Johnson. Ty Johnson, who played it or when he was now at Reynolds. Seeing him
2: in person, he's very athletic, as very advertised. Very good.
3: Yeah, that can that can influence a team to play better.
2: It'd be awesome if if they could figure out a way to consistently get him the ball. It'd be an
0: issue. I think he comes out and wants to to show out against his old team, and I think he puts up a lot of.
3: But maybe his old team's like, hey, let's let's prove that it doesn't matter if we have him or not.
0: Yeah. Irwin is coming off a bye week. I think that accounts for something. Um, but they also lost to Asheville 29-15. I, I just don't think they can keep up with the Rockets here. So that's, that's all the games for this week, guys. Indeed. Indeed,
1: indeed. Indeed.
0: Pat, you got a fun question for
1: us? As busy as I have been, gentlemen, I do not have a fun question, so I'll pose it back to the group. Do any of you have anything fun or of interest that we might learn or glean from your activities or your expeditions?
2: So if you could make one thing that is now legal illegal, and you could could pick one thing that's illegal and make it legal, what laws would you change? So which laws would you flip-flop? So I'd, I'd love to know.
0: I know Lewis is big on changing laws. Go ahead.
3: We talked politics earlier, so this kind of fits in. I think the illegal thing, or no, the legal thing that I would make illegal would be uh, voting remote or by mail for anyone that's not in the military. Okay, and so
1: I f- you're serious saying you would make
3: that a? I that would. I would make that illegal got to be in person. you got to, to show up, show up in person. Vote. You have to show up in person. I think every business should be closed on voting day, every school, which already is, but everything should be closed on voting day, and everyone must turn out and vote. I think the illegal thing now, well, it's not really illegal, but there's a huge process to obtain it. I think we should buy it off the shelf would be silencers. You should be able to, you should be able to purchase a silencer without a year wait. <laughs>
2: there, I was going to say there are some very... Yeah, so I'm currently, going, I'm currently going through
3: that. this process. Had to talk to the ATF, all this stuff. And it, it's not just like one time you have to You have to wait for every single one that you buy. Yeah. I think that should be instantly, day one, go pick it off a shelf. So if you can have a firearm, you should be able to have a silencer. I mean, that's a little scary. I, I don't know. Is. I don't think I'm on... I, I don't. You, you asked my opinion. That's
2: what it is, guys. Lewis <laughs> okay. no, is wrong. Mike, you got anything that you'd like to flip-flop?
0: Yeah, so I think... The thing I would make that's illegal and make it legal, so to speak, uh, speed limits on the interstate. I think we should be able you know, to drive as fast as we can drive on Autobahn, the interstate. I'm, I'm not talking about down your neighborhood <laughs> or you know, down 70 here where there's businesses on both sides. But on the interstate, let's go as fast as we can go.
1: Now, What about through the paths up there, through to the
0: windy part of 40? As fast as you can go, baby. Hold really? on. Really? Sure, why not? It's called Darwinism. But that would do it. So I would definitely make speeding legal. And the thing that is legal that I would make illegal. Um, I don't know, guys. I don't know. Pat, what do you Pat, got? you got anything?
1: Carson, you've really put me in a pickle with your question because
2: you're a big I think rules guy. I'm a rules
0: oh. for sure. I know. That's why yeah. this so, Pat, is real what,
3: tough. What's for Pat? legal what's, that you what's had, the one rule, though, that you mm. want to break?
1: Yes. Pat,
3: talk
2: uh, to me.
0: For Pat, it's multiple wives.
1: <laughs> I can't handle one wife,
0: I'm not taking on any more.
3: Marrying your first cousin?
1: No.
0: <laughs> well, what is it?
1: I'm struggling, but I will say this in, in, in Lewis's fashion, I would make a balanced budget amendment.
3: Oh, that's a very good one.
0: Yeah, gotta one be balanced. Happen. I balanced think I, I, yeah, you
3: t- cannot create a deficit.
1: Yes. I think that that is lunacy. And a, I would get behind that in a heartbeat. I'm totally opposed I, to Keynesian economics and uh, everybody needs to pay their own bills. I like that. So that's that one. Now what would I change that's legal that I would like to make illegal. Is that what you're saying? That yeah. We need to be able to have the utmost freedom to do. Um, I do believe that uh, the Second Amendment is very clear that the right to bear arms shall not be infringed. Are you going machine guns here? I'm saying that that's pretty clear. (laughs) And the intent of that amendment by the founders was not a hunting issue. It was... That's correct. It was to prevent the tyranny of a government that's gone awry. It's a deterrent. And I think that... um, gun laws that are on the books that restrict that or like for example your handgun permitting in the state of North Carolina correct its intent was rather adverse uh from my understanding in that um it's it's in, an original intent was not a good one um and it needs to go away Carson what are you thinking
2: uh well, come January this will come true, but oh, betting yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I sports, knew that. sports betting becoming legal uh we're leaving a lot the state's leaving a lot of money on the table there mm-hmm. uh, and then the thing that is legal legal that I would like to make illegal
0: uh let's see, don't you feel like they should roll back alcohol sales like they should make that illegal
2: so I, I was gonna say that. <laughs> So if it's illegal and it's going to be legal, I was going to say, oh, to go on with the sports betting, I'll just do two of those. I'm not saying that 18 needs to be the legal drinking age, but don't you guys think it's odd that you can go fight for the country? So if you can go fight, you if you can go fight for the country and you can go off to war and you can't go grab a... I when, mean, a when
0: Pat was a kid, it was legal to drink at 18. Is yes. that right? They didn't
1: have any type of laws at all when I was a kid like that.
0: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that it hasn't been changed that long. Am I wrong? Did you not remember that? I, it's always
1: been twenty one since.
0: I, I believe
2: was, my dad yeah. went to college. It was eighteen. It was it used college. to be eighteen. So maybe that. my dad's not that old, but I think fifty eight. He gets he pretty
1: old. So Mike,
3: you still owe
2: us
0: a legal to illegal. I don't know legal to. Are Ill you illegal. a bigger rule follower than I am? Mike? Yeah, definitely. No, I don't want to make anything illegal. Let's just uh, make everything total anarchy. Total anarchy. I like that. I'm, I'm against rules. It's
2: illegal to transfer, and. It should be open enrollment. So open enrollment. Open for enrollment all. for me. There you go. I've got a lot of things that are illegal that I would like
0: to change around. Well, guys, great show. We appreciate everyone joining us today. Yes, thank you, everyone. S- sorry we were late. You know Pat's helicopter trouble. Agony. We do have to thank the Bandettes for their intro song. It's fantastic. And Carolina Sports Studio, Carolina Sports Studios. We appreciate them partnering with us. Uh, that's big for us, and we we really appreciate everything that, that we're they're doing for us. Yeah, go check out their show. Go check out the clips. They're pick. They do picks weekly as they well. They do picks weekly. Go
2: check them out. And also, you know, if you got any kids, if you're involved in. Uh, some high schools and stuff. I know they're mm-hmm. looking for different sports and teams to cover. And yeah, they will cover. your they, school. They'll cover your school, and so I, I you know, reach out to them because I think that uh, they they started covering Valley Springs. They cover Reynolds, yep. uh, Rocket football. They cover Mars Hill, and the stuff that they put out is is no joke. I mean, it's something that's going to be there's going to be more and more of it in the future. And and I, I think, think it,
3: I, I think it's fact based, and they paint a good picture.
0: <laughs>
3: Pat.
2: Like, rock and roll. Close yeah. us out, big guy. Well, man. no,
1: thanks for tuning in. We appreciate it. And we look forward to the next iteration of Behind the Beard WNC. Until then, keep listening. Love you guys.